Blog Talk Radio. When you came in the air And every shadow filled up with doubt I don't know who you think you are But before the night is through I want to do bad things with you I'm the kind to sit up in his room And eyes filled up with blue I don't know what you've done to me But I know this much is true I want to do bad things with you work done. So, hi, Jimmy. How are you doing? Hi, I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. I've been uh, running around for the last, like, two weeks covering all kinds of stuff. It's been, it's been fun, but it, I'm just getting, I'm really tired. <laughs> That's all I can say. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, tonight we're going to talk about ne- last week's episode because we weren't here, and of course last night's episode, which was really, really good. Um, and uh, I wanted to, I'm going to talk a little bit about my Comic Con experience because it was, in, it was crazy down there. Oh my God. Have you ever been to Comic Con, Jimmy? No, no. I just no. can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, it's crazy. I mean, Luckily, you know, I was there on press pass and stuff, but it was it was an experience to say the very least. <laughs> um, and you know, the one thing I'm I'm bummed about, yes, I didn't get uh, I, the way they run the autograph things is really weird. You know, everybody and their dog is trying to get autographs by you know it was the very last time people will be there, and and they mm-hmm. do like this lottery thing, and I'm like, I just. Personally, like, I, there was no way that I ha- I would have time to actually do that just because of the fact that I was, you know, doing a lot of interviews from different shows and stuff. And then, um, and you know, you have to wait in line. People are in line. People were lining up the afternoon before the True Blood panel. And that's, that's a crazy thing in and of itself. These people, I mean, kudos to the Trubies that, you know, had the guts to do that. They start lining up on the grass outside. There's a line. There's a signet. There's a designated area where the line begins. And these people, they basically they're sleeping outside. Um, and you, they can only sleep facing with their feet facing the street, which is hilarious. I mean, I thought that was funny. I'm like, 
<laughs> okay, there's protocol to the way that you can sleep outside waiting for your Truby uh, panel. is crazy. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and I was lucky. I mean, I, I got into the Trubla panel, and um, I, I, I ended up in the middle of the room, and it was, it was just surreal to be in the same room with the cast of True Blood, just in the sense of, you know, I'm, I, you know, well, you know how that is, Jimmy. You're a huge fan. You're like seeing them on television, and then you're sitting there, and they're right there. It's just, um, I'm not one of those starstruck people, to be honest. You know, when I've encountered actors and stuff, even in shows I've liked, I'm more, you know, whatever. Not that I expect them or anything, but I'm not one of those people that gets tongue-tied and starstruck. I wasn't starstruck, but it was just strange. I'm like thinking, (laughs) you know, because I'm so, you know, I'm like in the room. But and Mm -hmm. it was the same thing like when I was doing all these interviews with the other people from you know different casts and stuff. I mean, yeah, in my head I'm fangirling, but you know, outwardly you have to be professional, you know, and and try to Mm -hmm. you know be prepared and stuff. But it's just strange. It's just a very like I still like the whole Sticky Hollow thing was like I had the best experience. I'm going to talk about that later in a couple of hours on my other show. Our heart if anybody wants to listen. But anyway, um, but yeah, so uh, I wanted to tell before I did clip a, a little bit of the Comic Con panel that I will play in a little bit for people. Um, Basically, they talk about, you know, what it was like the last day filming for them and, you know, what it's been like for them. So I thought that would be kind of cool for everybody to hear. Um, And, uh, but I want to get started on uh, last week's episode. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, (laughs) Can you say a few words about that, Kimmy? I don't know. I'll let you do that. I'm not going to let Nikki talk too much, but. (laughs) Uh, All these episodes all run together for me, you know. It's hard to remember what was in what episode, but I know there was a – that was the one that ended with Sarah Newland barely escaping Eric's clutches. And I know there was some development with James switching his romantic partner and some hookup sex. And we get a back. Or was that just the thing? I can't remember. Well, and then Violet, of course, you know, he he was mad. Oh, she's he got crazy. Mad. That woman is nuts, man. I mean, I'm thinking Jason's going to end up dead. Definitely, Jessica, Jessica will probably end up dead. I mean, the promo for next week, obviously. You know, well, apparently, Violet. what she's doing with the teenagers is an elaborate trap for Jessica. Why didn't she just kill Jessica? Why did she have to do this elaborate thing? Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, like, the whole sex toy thing, I'm like, okay, these kids don't know anything. Like, <laughs> and it was so funny, too. Anyway, we'll get to that. But, yeah, last week I was like, oh, my God, okay. And then Arlene, uh, oh, Arlene is cracking me up, having all these, like, dreams or visions or whatever. Yeah. Boy, last night, I tell you. But, but, yeah, mm-hmm. so last week it was, Last week it was basically yes. Um, my Nathan Parsons, that uh, um, he was so cute too at the Comic Con. Oh my God, I think he was sort of overwhelmed by maybe some of it. I don't know. That's sort of just the way I I took it because you know they were asking all the cast about everything, and you know he's only been on this season, but he 
he was a sweetheart, of course. He said, you know, he's enjoyed every moment. You know, he's had great time working and meeting and being able to work with great actors, you know. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. Lafayette, Jessica basically caught Lafayette and James having sex. And, um, you know, that that had been the week before. And then things just got completely out of hand again. And I guess when the whole thing with Violet was when Jason got a call from Jessica come to the house because Shuffy, uh, she realized she overheard that Bill had the hep D. That's what happened last week. And so Jessica called Shuffy over there immediately and kind of broke the news to her. And it was just really sad. And, I mean, for whatever reason, and I, I, I don't think we figured it out, why it's advancing so quickly with Bill. It's like it's like advancing a lot quicker than it normally would be. Mm-hmm. Well, because of what's going on, you know, she really is at a point where she has to reevaluate her life and all that stuff. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I just Bill if he's dying. Right, and then yeah, last week we got a little bit more uh, behind this. Like of Bill's background before he left for war, and there was that whole stuff that was going on um, about his wife, and then uh, you know the kid because he's going off to war, taking a picture with his daughter and and things like Mm -hmm. that. And then of course we know that you know he never made it home because um, Mm -hmm. oh god, I can't remember her name, but you know he was turned, and so it's kind of interesting that they've done that, and then. This week they did that, too. We got a little bit of a background more about how he met his wife, and it was an arranged marriage, and he wasn't down with it until he learned his, his father was dying, and so but then they just hit it off right off the bat. And um, so, you know, what were you going to say? Oh, I don't know that we need all that flashback stuff. That tends to drag the story down and bores me a bit. Yeah, and I know, well, well, Brian Buckner said during the Comic-Con thing that, you know, they're trying to, you know, I mean, he was, you know, last season, he thought he was a freaking god or whatever, so I think they're trying to bring his character full circle and kind of mm-hmm. remember who Bill is and, you know, kind of, and I think obviously open the door for Tiffany and Bill to get back together, which... You know, which is clearly happening already. Yeah, and it was so funny. He kept edging that question during the Comic Con interview. It was hilarious. It's like, well, I'm like, come on, we already know they're going to be together. I wanted to say, but I didn't. You're <laughs> 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 just like going, okay, but, um, but yeah, it was hilarious. Though Eric Northman, man, I can't believe he let her go. I can't believe he let Sarah go last last week. She doesn't like mean to. Like, she is she who's distracted by all the jacuzzi and their guns. Yeah, but I mean, oh my god, like. But now she's confused. the freaking cure. What the heck's up with that? Yeah, I'm confused by that. I guess she breaks the cure is the deal, right. whatever. But well, that makes sense. Like, but I wanted to see her die, and now they have to keep her alive until all, at least all of our good vampires drink from her. Right now, and I don't know if that they're all going to get there. I mean, I'm, 
I'd be surprised, actually. I, oh, I don't know. You, know. you know Bill and Eric well. They better. But we don't know. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, they've killed off Tara. They killed off Alcide. I mean, who's to say that they won't kill Pam and Eric off? Like, that's what I'm terrified about because I love them. They can't die. You no, don't I don't think they'll die. kill them off. I don't think they'll kill them off. I hope not. I hope not. Well, yeah, so, um, oh, that was crazy, too. So, yeah, um, the episode began, like, immediately. Yeah, the interrogation of Numi. Well, about Numi. Mm -hmm. Numi, I love that. that, Oh, no, her name is Numi. I just started laughing. I'm like, what? Really? Anyway, and then, um, and then, but she does let it slip that, yeah, that Pepsi virus, you know, she's Sarah's the cure. And then, of course, Eric kills her, and so then Mr. Gus, which I thought was really interesting, wants Eric to be the uh, poster child for new blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to keep Sarah alive and paint her ass, and then create mm-hmm. this new blood. And, of course, he did, he agreed to it, but then... Uh, I don't know. I think ultimately he just wants to kill her. I, I really believe that. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but he can't. So he can't kill her though because he'd be dooming so many vampires to death. Right. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I, I know. I think his next week he gets caught in a lie. So I don't know what's going to happen with Eric. That's why mm-hmm. I'm saying like. I'm not. I'm not counting out that Eric and Pam are goners. I'm just not. I don't know. We'll see. But then, yeah, Violet leads Wade and Adeline to the sex lair, which was like, okay, Black Widow, you know, <laughs> welcome to my lair. Said the spider to the fly, you know, kind of a thing. And they were like a little freaked by all the sex toys, and they didn't want anything to do with it. And then. Um, Andy, I felt sorry for Andy and Holly, though. Andy broke down at the lake there. He was freaking out. Well, I mean, he's he's a good daddy. Yeah, he's a good dad. And so I just thought it was really a cute moment for Andy. Because, you know, when when the show started, and actually I think Chris Bauer mentioned this too at the Comic-Con panel, but just said that, you know, um, in the beginning he wasn't very likable. But as the years have gone, he's sort of like gone through, the character's gone through an evolution. And I think, you know, people really like him now. And he's, he's a likable character and you kind of feel his pain. And I love that he's so dedicated, you know, to being a good dad and stuff. And I'm actually liking all the father-daughter inks with mm-hmm. Wade and stuff. It's just bringing back memories with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but... um but yeah, and then um, he actually, I'm surprised he called Jessica. Could you believe that? I was shocked that Andy called Jessica about acting. Well, well, because he knows they have that connection. He's desperate. He's a worried daddy. He's got to do whatever he can to protect his daughter. Right. And so, you know, he, he did, and she, you know. He should have shown willingness to put aside his feelings towards her if it protects Adeline. Right. No, I, I hear what you mean. Yeah. No, I get that. But, um, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, obviously, at the end of the episode, Jessica <laughs> could tell she was in danger. I mean, Violet comes in with her crazy-ass game. I don't know, man. She is a scary vampire. I would not want to be anywhere near her. <laughs> they don't, they don't know what, you know. 
I just can't believe that Adeline, that she, that Adeline, even after Jessica attacked and killed her siblings, like I'm surprised that Adeline was so trusting with Violet. I didn't. You know, yeah. left her phone behind. She's trusting with Jessica, too. Well, yeah, but Jessica, we know, would never do anything to harm her. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I don't know. I was Adeline's just, just way too trusting. Yeah, I think so, too. Totally. And then, of course, oh, this is interesting. I thought it was really uh, interesting that Sookie called on her grandfather to try and He's, you know, his yeah, very magic. He's, he's a toy. What did you think he of him? I know. I don't know why she would think that he would do that because he doesn't even like Bill. No. I mean, so anyway, I felt bad for Sookie and, um, you know, all of that. Uh, and then I loved, oh, my God. Jason is at it again. Have the hot for Hoyt's girlfriend. What the hell is that? Am I missing something with that? No, but I totally got that too. It's like he can't keep his hands off anything that's old. I don't get it. I don't know. The guy guy had his memory erased. Moved Mm -hmm. to friggin' Alaska. And you're looking at his girlfriend. Jason, stop thinking Mm -hmm. you're good. That's what I wanted to say. Like, what is he doing? Oh, my God. Anyway, I just don't think, ultimately, I, I will be surprised if Violet doesn't kill Jason. You know, I don't know. I mean, oh, I don't, you know. I don't know that Jason, I, I don't think they'll kill off Jason. I don't know. But I'm she may wondering. try. I, 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 I think they, they're going to kill off Violet. They'll have to kill her. They should kill her. They need to kill her. She needs her to come up I and think they will. Yeah, I think her days are numbered. Well, I hope so, because I was just like, oh, my God. But it was so nice to see Hoyt. And, I, you know, I actually loved that character, because he he, he wasn't like – and this Hoyt, though, was a little bit more dated, I think. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, it was, like he was missing that sort of innocence about him. You know what I mean? Like – Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I was I kind of miss, but I love seeing him. Of course, Chad Lowe that plays Hoyt, and it was so funny when um I did talk to Dale Rowell about you know her time on Two Blood, and I think I aired it a couple of weeks ago. But anyway, but she was saying you know it was so sad when when they when she you know knew he was leaving, and they were such a really great match as a crazy mom and the son, you know, and. Um, and so, but it was just so nice that he, that we got to see him in the final season. I think that was a really smart move, actually. Much as, mm-hmm. I, you know, I love Dale, Dale Rowell, though, in the role of crazy Maxine Fortenberry, but, and, you know, seeing her get killed was sort of poetic justice. I thought <laughs> she put everybody through such hell almost, but, um, but, uh, but I kind of, you know, I guess they had to have a reason to bring Hoyt back, right? So he'd only come back for his mom, obviously. <laughs> um, and what else? Uh, oh, yeah, and then Arlene. Oh, my God. Arlene having erotic dream, massive erotic dream, uh, at the bar with Kyle. I thought it was happening at first, and then I'm like, oh, my God, she dreamt all that. And it was so funny at the Comic-Con, she even said, she's like, yeah, she 
said she felt like this is the first season that she's like feels like she's part of True Blood because she's actually you know bought a vampire boyfriend and stuff. And then she had, she sort of previewed a little bit. She's like, well, she says I'm gonna Arlene's gonna be doing stuff and I'm doing stuff I've never done on camera before. She had said so. Obviously, it was last. That's what it was from last night. Um, mm-hmm. I like I like them together. I think they're cute. I don't know. It, doesn't, it, it shows you how far Aline's come, though. That's what she Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, from day one, she was a vampire hater. And mm-hmm. so to have her even, I mean, obviously a lot of it is the vampire blood that's, you know, pulsing through her veins. But right. in fact, she would even, and then at the end, I thought it was just so cute that they just danced. I just thought that was adorable. Well, you know, I'm a romantic. What can I say? I just thought it was so cute. She's like, we can't have sex on that thing, you know. Well, let's just dance. And it was just so cute. I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, so that was, like, basically last night's episode. Um, I Overall, I really liked it. I mean, I was missing, of course, James wasn't in it, so I kind of missed that. But, um, you know, just because. Anyway. But, um so, yeah, so next week, episode eight is called Almost Home, and it's written by Kate Barnow and directed mm-hmm. by Jesse Warren. And um, it looks like this is what the this is what HBO sent me for next week. said, uh, what will Eric do when he finds Sarah? Could he have a new endgame in the works? Violet has a has payback in mind as Jessica is her is now her new victim. Tiffany and Bill become closer. Can their love be rekindled? Lafayette and Letty May urge the Reverend to join their B trip search for Tara. That ought to be interesting. Sookie uh, mm. uh, puts her life in danger to save Bill. I mean, yeah, so we do see Tara. And at Comic Con, uh, Brian Buckner did say there that, you know, we hadn't seen Tara's final scenes yet. So. I'm hoping that next week's episode is not her final scene, but that's episode eight, so I can't mm-hmm. believe there's only three, three more episodes. Oh, mm-hmm. so sad. Anyway, um, and then, and like, and I do have a little preview of episode nine, um, and what I'm going to do is uh, we've got, I'm going to air um, – Terry Preston interview that I did with her about, you know, the final season of True Blood and about her character. Um, but before I do that, we're going to, I'm going to air just a little bit of the Comic-Con um, introduction to, to the True Blood panel at Comic-Con. And then when we get back, I will give you an idea of what's going on for episode nine, which will be, um, you know, as you know, just the, the last, regular episode before the series finale and then I will play Carrie Preston's interview so um, so right now I'm going to play some of the Comic Con panel, Truth Love panel from this year's uh, final panel so stick around, we'll be back in just a little bit I love so much and uh, we're going to start with the newest uh, resident in Bon Ton, uh, who plays Shane uh, Jessica, Deborah Ann Wall. 
is his first time at Comic Con, Chris Bauer, Andy Belfort. Yeah. And all these guys, of course, are so welcoming, so it was, it was a lot of fun. 
And now, son, you thought that was supposed to die originally, and you. I remember, I just seen this moment where you. I think you were, like, with Alan, you guys were like, we can't pull this guy off. Like, he's, he's too good. Yeah. Really fun to go back there and have even more hair and, and 
really is, is so brilliant that we end up in this fluorescently lit video store and then also that the throne, which Alex and I had been imagining he was carrying around since his Viking days and treasuring with his father. Yeah. <laughs> it was by Ginger and Allie. <laughs> it was amazing to yeah. see Ginger, how we met her and the transformation and, and Alex kind of, you know, the slow-mo walk where he was dressed basically as Jason Priestley when Ginger Yeah. And as you were telling me earlier, you, you sort of want, you know, there's a piece of Merlot, or not Merlot, a, a Fenkei that you specifically want to take. Can you, can you explain what that piece you, you'd like to keep? Well, you know, it was, it was in my last day in Fantasia. I think I was the only one who realized it. And, and then it was the end of a long day, and everybody was busy and trying to get out there, and I was kind of trying to stay out of the way, but take a moment.
I just, the waterworks started going, and then everybody else just, and we all, you know, we're in each other's arms and, and mourning, you know, but celebrating, celebrating too, but it's been a profound time. I mean, we started crying at the table read for that, you know, so we've been crying for like months. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that cry. <laughs> it's coming. It's gonna have a day. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna make you cry by the end of this panel. Okay, thank you. Be alive. Uh, what about you guys? Do you remember your, your last day? Um, I, I, um, again, as, as, oh as Deborah just said, it, for me it was five in the morning and uh, been there all day and, and, you know, you guys are as much part of this as, as we are in a way because you invest in it when, you, when you're watching it from the very beginning and, um, and what, you, what you don't see oh, is don't the same camera operator, the same focus pullers, the same costume guys, the same sound guys, all the people have been with us since the very beginning. And I said this morning, it's kind of like almost like you're doing a, seven years is like doing a doctorate in vampirism. <laughs> and, uh, and it's all with the same people. And that is just extraordinary to, to, have, to be able to spend that much time and get to know people and love them as, as we do. And so for me, that last moment was being hit by saying goodbye to all of those guys. Because I knew I was going to see everyone here, but saying goodbye to that lot was really tough. And, um, and they wheeled out a big cake with my... That, do you remember that bottle that had missing Bill Compton from, from years ago, one of the posters? And it was when you proposed when I got kidnapped. When I got kidnapped. And there was just a giant face you were smiling. And, and, <laughs> anyway, it was it was amazing and just you know, just so grateful to, to have worked with so many extraordinary people and this is the last time we'll be together in this guys. And so we're still mourning the end of that, yeah. What about you, Ms. Hackman? Um, well my last day was I mean the last real day of shooting we probably I think
in talking about, you know, her last time on the show, her last filming day, um, and she said that um, she realized uh, midway through, I think, like, one of the, her, I think it was her scene with, uh, with Alexander that, oh, my God, this is, like, the last time we're going to be together, and she's just, like, she said she's been crying for months. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And one of the cool things that I loved about it was, you know, yeah, they were talking about when Ginger, we didn't really discuss that. Did you see that? You saw the episode where they, Ginger and the video store, that was just the best I ever. liked that flashback. That was a great flashback. Normally, you know, like the Bill stuff, I'm like, it's boring, but the Ginger stuff was awesome. Oh, my God. And I thought it was definitely appropriate that we finally realized, like, how in the hell did she get a fat? to Pam and Eric, you know, and like, you know, Kristen, she mentioned that scene where, you know, he comes out of the back room and it's like 80s uh, attire and in slow motion. And I guess Eric, I mean, Alexander, he actually did walk really slow. But that when, when Ginger like was, screaming as they took the coffins away. That was just priceless. I mean, and I think that, you know, it was definitely, I, Ginger was one of the crazy characters that, um, even though she was annoying as hell because of her screaming all the time, she was just mm-hmm. so comical to watch, you know. She was so devoted to them. And I mean, I love the line she had, do you know what a sex slave is without the sex? I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> That line is going to go down in history, I think. Um, and I hope we see her again. I mean, yeah, it was kind of fun that her last scene was her, like, screaming at the, the van door, but I still hope she comes back. I know. Just one more little thing. Like, one little teeny, I don't know what. Like, oh, my God, you're alive or something, or I don't know what. But something would be really, really good. Um yeah, the other last thing was that uh, that that panel lasted. I think for almost an hour and a half, actually. That panel lasted a little longer than normal. And at the very end, oh, it was so sad. So everybody, of course, you know, tries to make their way to the stage. And Kristen, Kristen uh, uh, Bauer Van Stratton, she, her, and I think it was Sam Trammell, I think. No, I think they all sort of came out and took another bow and stuff. Everybody was, like, just, you know, going crazy and stuff. And then Kristen turns around, and she's videoing the crowd as they're all trying to say goodbye to everybody. It was so sad. It was kind of sad because I felt like she wanted to capture that moment forever, you know, because it wasn't going to happen ever again. And and she got, like, such a big, thunderous applause when she came out. I mean, and deservedly so, deservedly so. And and the other one, Nelson Ellis, I mean, yes, I've I've heard him in interviews, and he's very soft-spoken. So articulate, uh, and it just amazes me how she has been able to create such an iconic, you know, character that we all, I mean, I fell in love with Lafayette just because of his crazy, you know, his crazy antics, trying to make money on the internet, <laughs> the whole thing, remember the gold pants, <laughs> the Jason comes in and, and wants to be in. You know, okay, well, you got to do a dance in front of my camera or whatever. I mean, just 
so many fun moments, and um, you know, it was it was for me as a Truby fan. It was just fun to be there, and with all the energy of the other fans, you know, it was just a very very cool experience that you know I will never forget. The other cool thing is that I did get it gave a thousand uh, tickets away to the first thousand people um, for the panel, and we got a swag bag. So like. The next day, of course, you had to go all the way down to, like, I don't know, a mile down the road to another hotel to get the swag bag. And in it was, it's, a, it's like a, a True Blood backpack, like one of those black nylon, you know, really little, smaller backpacks. And inside it has, it's a black T-shirt that just says Truby on it. And they gave mm-hmm. us, like, a little notebook that had, you know, the picture of Sophie with the blood tear coming down. And then a pen, but it was just cool to get the. I'm happy I got the T-shirt. <laughs> you know, that's a Truby. I think I think it was very very cool. Um, so anyway, so okay, so episode nine is next week. Oh no, episode nine it will be aired August seventeenth. Called Love Is to Die. It, this one was actually written by Brian Buckner, and it's um, directed by Howard Dutch. The only thing that I got from HBO says, Sippy retreats in confusion. Sam makes a decision about staying in Bon Tom. Jason exercises uncharacteristic restraint. So I'm guessing that has to do with, with uh, Hoyt's girlfriend, maybe. And Eric faces a dilemma after being caught in a lie. That's why I'm saying I'm worried that Eric is a goner. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, when I talked to, I think, I can't remember if it was Carrie or if it was Dale, one of them said, yeah, there's going to be some more death. So I guess we just need to be prepared for the ending. Um, but uh, anyway, so with that, I'm going to play my interview with Carrie Preston. She was a wonderful person to talk to. Um, and I had a really, really great time. And it was just uh, it was just an honor to talk to to her, she's um, one of my favorite characters, of course, on the show, Darlene, because she's, she's so great. But um, And then next week, we will be back for our uh, Let's Talk TV for Love is to Die. And, um, and so with that, I will play Carrie's interview, and then I'll see you guys next week. Bye, Jimmy. I guess you're out of here, right? <laughs> yep. I'll see you next week. All right. Hopefully you can talk some more next week. Get better. (laughs) All right. Take care. All right. So here's my interview with Carrie Preston. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much for uh, being to be on my show. This is really exciting for me. I've I've been a fan since day one, so. My pleasure. So when I first asked you, you know, uh, I got to ask you about immediately last night's episode because, oh, my God, I was freaking out. I thought, oh, please don't t- don't kill on me. Uh, <laughs> everybody on Twitter was freaking out, too. Uh, what was, what yeah. was your experience with that last night? <laughs> I know it was so... Uh, it was alarming even reading it because when we got the script, I... I read the whole scene with Terry coming in, and I was like, oh, my gosh, are they going to kill me? Um, <laughs> but luckily they they pulled me back just in time. Um, so I thought it was a really powerful episode. You know, I thought it was one of our 
shot me once of the season so far, and um, it was it was special too because it was directed by our you know longtime executive producer Greg Feinberg, and this was the first one right. that he had directed, and um, you know so he he was I think having an amazing time because, you know, he's, he's always having to do all the logistics and doesn't ever, you know, get to be fully creative. And so this was a good chance for him to, you know, just really lean back and be creative and, and um, make up for all the, the, the lost time that he didn't get to do that. So it was, um, it was fun having him at the helm and, um, and, you know, the writing I thought was just really strong and exciting and, you know, definitely, finally we're, finally we're seeing, you know, all this, all the storylines start to overlap, you know, and, uh, and I, it was the first time when we shot that scene that I had ever really even been in the same room as, Eric and Pam, I believe. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, I didn't really talk crazy? to them, but they were, <laughs> we were in the same room. So that was day on set, too, because I don't ever get to work with them. So, I mean, I, I mean, obviously I know them, you know, but not, right. not in a way to get to know people who you actually really work intimately with. So that was fun. But it was a long, that scene was a very long night, that scene that we shot where I'm dying and, you know, because obviously there are a million parts to it, including vampires exploding and all yeah. that, so um, it took us a while to, to shoot that, and that was just the interior. They also had to shoot all the exterior vampire battle at another location on another night, oh um, and I think that might have taken them a couple of nights maybe even to do all that. Yeah, and the the exploding vampires, it's just, uh, I love the way that that looks on screen. It's incredible. How, how do they do that? <laughs> I know, it's 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 really amazing because um, a lot of it is, is, is practical. It's not special effects. I mean, they put, they strap this rig on the actor they call it the queen rig because from season one when the when um the queen uh yeah. died um right, right so they put this you know they they just named it that and, and they when they put this rig on them and it's full of um all kinds of um blood bags that are rigged off to the side to you know explode and <laughs> and then they have, they built this whole, um, you know, uh, pool of nasty looking blood that they then Dunk. put in, you know, afterwards and uh, they composite the, the shots together and put in some it's special incredible. effects and just kind of layer them all on top of each other and, and, and then it, it, it creates this wonderful effect is part, you know, practical what you're, you know, it's actually happening. There's actually blood and all that and things exploding and people on wires and that kind of thing. And then there's, <laughs> then there's the special effects too. So it's, it's a major process to do something that goes by in one second. I know. It's incredible what they do, seriously. I mean, um, 
Well, you know, and, and I want to go back really quickly. I mean, uh, the, the, yeah, I think definitely the scene, I was so happy to see Terry back. You know, I was really yeah. upset when they killed him off last season. I was like, no, not Terry. I was like, oh, man. Arlene finally decides to go to a vampire for help. And then what's what happens? Uh, it was so right? sad. And, it, and, you know, I mean, how did you feel about him leaving the show like that? Well, obviously, we were all devastated. I mean, that was probably the most emotional table read that that we've ever had. Um, yeah. Up until that point, you know, we were, we we just, everybody just was crying, you know, it was, because it was, it was really well done, too. I mean, it was beautifully yeah. written, and, um, and it, you know, it was a true tragedy, the fact that, you know, we glamoured him, yeah. and then he didn't know, and, you know, it's just like star-crossed uh, kind of, you know, definitely. stuff, which Shakespearean in scope, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. So I think that's, you know, I think that's why it, you know, hit so hard and so effective, it was so effective. Um, and, you know, the shooting of it, I mean, you know, the shooting of when he gets uh, shot and, um, you know, something like that, it takes, you know, eight hours to shoot or something. So, you know, you have to get in this emotional place and stay there all day. Um, so that was, uh, you know, super sad, and you add to it the the fact that you love this actor and he's not going to be your scene partner anymore. You know? Right. But, right. Um, but they did they did give you, you know, they did give him... Um, a whole other episode with all those flashbacks. And they they really honored his character in a nice way, and they and it, and they used that storytelling device to anchor the show back into uh, the human world in a way that we had kind of lost track of yeah. along the way. Um, so I think that was a really smart move on the, their part as well, you know, um, because. You know, Arlene and Terry really represent the the human world. You know, in a way. Exactly. Um, and yeah, and so it was, um, you know, an opportunity for them to remind the audience that this really is a show about, you know, among other things, but about life and death and consequence and mm-hmm. loss and you know all those things. So uh, it, it, I think it did that quite well. Well, yeah, and I think Brian Buckner is doing really well with trying to bring the show sort of back around. And um, I definitely have loved the flashback uh, stuff. I mean, obviously last night, yeah, we saw, you know, Pam and, and Eric <laughs> crazy yeah. 1986. That was just too funny. And then I love that Ginger was the one that <laughs> came up with Fantasia. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I know, and then you know. Pam stole it. Pam stole yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that's totally a Pam move too. You know, so oh yeah, oh my absolutely. God. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so funny. yeah. Like last night, I mean, I love the supernatural aspect of you know because we always think, okay, when what happens when you die? Are you going to see your loved ones? And then. The fact that Arlene made made the decision to go back was just so, I mean, I was following that whole scene. Um, and, you know, you talked about 
how how do you stay in that emotional state for so long? It's eight hours. It's eight hours to film that. I mean, it must must be really hard. Yeah, that one took. I mean, that one took even longer. That because there's so many elements, so many people in the scene. Right. Um, you know, you just um, you, it helps that you have other actors who are giving you so much. Like Anna Paquin is literally one of the the strongest actors emotionally that I've ever worked with. She just mm-hmm. has this unending access to this vast well of emotions and she can just reach right down there and, and, and tap into it on a moment's notice and it's really breathtaking to, to watch and so you, you know, you, you, you look to the other actors to, to help you. you. You help each other, you know. Because it's, it's, yeah. it's all about, it's all about action and reaction. So, you know, luckily we have an extraordinary cast. And that scene in particular, having Todd back that day, I mean, it was just, oh. it was, there was plenty. There was plenty to draw on, you know, on that day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and, you know, just to think about your own, death and, you know, because Arlene actually died for a moment, you know, she's, well, yeah. you know, we, we, yeah, we played that she actually dies and she sees the light and, you know, she decides to turn back. So it's, you know, with, with Terry's encouragement and blessing. So I thought yeah. it was, um, it was really fun and really well, well done and well written by Daniel Kenneth and then well directed by, by Greg. So. We were in good hands. Yeah, definitely. Well, now, what did you think about, um, I, I think it's interesting, you know, your character from the beginning has just been so against uh, vampires and everything. But I think through the season, you sort of, the character has sort of grown since then. Um, and now you're, you're not really accepting as much, but you've kind of like, okay, if this is what I have to do, then okay. You know, what are your thoughts on that, the, you know, development and the change of your character throughout the last, you know, six, six and a half seasons here? Yeah, yeah. No, it's been like a real, real gift. Um, you know, as actors, we all want to have a journey um, with a character, right. you know, and she's had one of the more epic journeys um, to be going from so narrow-minded and, um, you know, really, yeah, really, just really closed-minded to someone who has opened herself up in a really wonderful way to the possibility of difference and diversity and, you know, acceptance. And so I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really thrilled with that and I was excited that the writers you know, felt comfortable enough to trust me with all that. Well, yeah, it definitely been interesting to watch on screen. Um, Last night, everybody was shipping Keith and Arlene. What do you think of that? Yeah, Keith. The the vampire that saved Arlene gave her her his blood. Right. Do you think Arlene will do that? (laughs) Go that way? (laughs) I, you know, um, she certainly had this, profound life or death moment where 
she sees the love of her life, and then suddenly he's replaced by this vampire who's giving her uh, yeah. life and breath and sustenance. So that, you know, is definitely not going to just pass by as a casual encounter. Right. Um, <laughs> so, um, so you'll just have to, you know, see how Arlene deals with that, you know. Um, she yeah. is... She is she is still a a character who is skeptical, you know, and yeah, I think it's important um to remember that and um and also, you know, she but she's grown. So you know yeah. it, 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 I'm excited for people to, you know, see the rest of the season and see all the characters and, and where they're where they where they're gonna end up and you know, it's 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 very exciting and interesting. Well, now, if you could hook Arlene up with anybody from the last, you know, six and a half seasons, who would you wanted her to be with? I mean, or if it was just like even just like for a one-nighter or for just a crazy, you know, adventure thing, what would you, who would you have chosen? Huh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I never, I never try to guess, like, what the writers should have done or, you know, have an opinion about what they should have done or what could have happened or what would have happened. And right. I think it's, it's, it's more fun just to let them take us on the journey and, you know, uh, trust that they, that they are the kind of keepers of the, the Bible in a way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I, but I, you know, I've been pleased along the way of with what they have given me and um, and what they what they gave me this season too. Yeah. Well, now let me ask you. I know in the retrospective you mentioned uh, was the orchid your favorite scene, and um, did you, as far as like filming wise, um, maybe behind the scenes, what was your favorite uh, thing to film over the years? Would you say? Well, the orgy scene was my probably my least favorite. <laughs> um, it was certainly the most. Um, it was the most epic scene that yeah. we ever did, and it and it and it lives in infamy amongst the the cast, definitely, and, and um, crew, uh, because it was just so. Um, it was over just the top strange and <laughs> over the top and yeah. crazy, and, yeah. It was it was really unlike anything um, that any of us had ever done before. Um, yeah. So it was, it was a crazy night. Um, I uh, I don't I mean it's hard to say what my favorite scene is after seven years, but there are ones that that do um, stand out as as being just fun to shoot, like when the fairy babies were born. You know, oh, that yeah. was just hilarious, hilarious and weird, and you know, we've we've had party scenes. You know, it's always fun when you have uh, scenes where all the actors are there. You know, because a lot of right. times we're we're on where we do these sh- these very small shows. You know, I feel like sometimes, like I'm on a show about a bar, and and you know, everybody else <laughs> is on a show about vampires, and you know. So yeah. it's fun when those things get to 
overlap some, and we all get to be together, you know, even if it's for a funeral scene or something, like in season yeah. one, we're still, like, all together, you know. Um, yeah. But, like, those days. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, yeah, I mean, for me, the pilot, the, the first season was my favorite just because of the, I would say, just the innocence of it, you know, so he's just trying to find out everything, and then I loved Lois Smith, um, so I'm kind of wishing they would bring her back in some kind of a, um, I don't know, dream or something um, for the uh-huh. final season. But um, but what was what was? Do you have a favorite moment of the pilot? Because you, I know in the retrospective you talked about the scene, um, which is one of my favorite scenes um, at the window with Lafayette. You guys kind of uh, <laughs> came up with all that. Yeah. live <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, that was, um, this was when he first, when, uh, Bill first comes into the bar and we're all sat by the pool table and, you know, we're all kind of, the characters are all supposed to be drinking and, you know, and I have this, you know, with that vampire, like that, that (laughs) scene was really fun because it was also the first time that we, we're all kind of gelling as a cast mm-hmm. and kind of getting to know each other and what what each other we're going to do with the roles and and that kind of thing. So um, so that was that was a really fun. Yeah. And, and you know, Renee big. was there, and you know, it was, right? It was the a, serial killer. <laughs> the serial killer. I'm telling yeah. you, of course, Arlene, I don't know, and then, and then, oh, the kids have been great, I mean, it was nice, you got to see um, the kids last night's episode, because they've been sort of MIA, can you, can you believe how big they've gotten, I know, they're teenagers now, it's crazy, um, they are, how, the, um, Alex, Alex, who plays Toby, he just turned 16, it's just so shocking, you know, because they were they were like seven and eight years old when we started. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it just me up. It's just so, voice was so deep last night. I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> it was incredible. What did you think about when they killed Tara and Alcidoff? I mean, Rita Wesley, that was just within the first five minutes of the, of the first episode. I, my mouth dropped open. I was like, no, there's no way. I had all these scenarios that were going to bring her back. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I mean, we all, when we saw that, you know, we thought, okay, well, no one's safe, you know. And um, yeah. I think that's what the writers, you know, want to make sure people are aware of. And they did, you know, that's been this case and since the very beginning, you know, like everybody, everybody is here on this planet, even if you're a vampire, you know, for a limited amount mm-hmm. of time, and you need to, you know, embrace right. And and it was interesting because, you know, they basically killed her off. They made her a vampire, and then they killed her off again. Right. So it it, it you know it 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 really did set up the danger of the of the world that we that that these characters live in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty shocking, you know. Um, and yeah. then Alcide as well. It's like, 
just because you're hot don't mean you can't do it. You know, it's like, <laughs> so, it, you know, it, it kind of put us all on edge a little bit. It's like, what? Oh, my God. But it needed, I think, dramatically to happen um, yeah. for Suki, for Suki's character. And, you know, the, the show is about Suki and her journey, yeah. you know. And so everything really does need to support uh, the the evolution of that. So um, as much as we didn't like those deaths as a cat, right. you know, we had to stand behind them as uh, as the interpreters of this this story that is about this right. woman and her, you know, coming of of into maturity and you know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well now have you read any of the book before you got the role? I um not before I got the role, but when I when I did get the role, I um, read the first four, I think, uh, just to uh-huh. see, you know, where where it was going, and um, and the, enjoyed those very much. And and then when I realized how much we were departing from them, um, I I stopped reading them and and really just uh, let the writers of our show be the the keepers of the, the storyline and not and not get it competing yeah. in my head with with what Charlene was up to, which was great and fun and I yeah. loved it. Um but uh but, you know, Arlene is some is is very different in the book than she is yeah. in our show. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well and how did you end up with the role of Arlene? I didn't talk to that earlier. I um I had done a movie with Alan Ball uh, uh-huh. called Powellhead, and uh, and I I was um, on set with him one day while we were shooting Powellhead, and uh, I asked him what he was doing next, and he said, "Well, I'm I know it sounds strange, but I'm doing a show about vampires," <laughs> and I you know I was like, "Wow," and he said, "Yeah, I think I I might have something in there for you." Um, and they sent me the script, and, you know, I read it, and I didn't know what character he was talking about. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, because I'm so, you know, I'm not, I'm not traditional casting for a buxom, red-headed divorcee, you know. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, that just, like, at the time, was certainly not like anything I'd ever played, and so, um, they said, no, it's Arlene. And I was like, great, okay, I, I could do something with that. And um, and then I auditioned, and there she goes. That's great. That's really yeah. great. Well, now, over the years, the fans, what has been your experience with the fans? Do you have any, uh, what, maybe a favorite moment with a fan that you've had? Or? Well, it's interesting for me because before um, the first for the first four seasons of the show, I was wearing a wig, um, yeah. and so it was like no one really even knew I was on the show. To be honest, um, oh so God. I didn't, I didn't really experience the fans, you know. Um, and I, I w- never went to Comic Con or or any of that stuff. And then I think it was one of, I mean, we did Paley Fest. 
And that was when I realized, oh, wow, that's, there's a lot of people that love this yeah. show, you know. And, <laughs> and this was before I joined Twitter. This was before I joined Twitter and, you know, and all that. So, yeah. Um, but once I kind of got into that and I dyed my hair, I was able to get rid of the wig because, you know, I don't know if the fans realized there was, there was for the first several seasons, there was no time jump between every, every season t- takes place over, like, two weeks. You know, yeah. t- the script, the script, you know, the characters, they're only living two weeks, you know, and then the next season picks up right where they leave off. So right. the characters don't really have, a, they didn't really have any time to change their looks. And then when we had that time jump, uh, we all were like, okay, let's change our looks, you know. So I was able to get rid of the wig. And, and the minute I did that, it, it all of a sudden I started Everybody getting was like, people, people coming up to me and talking to me and wanting to, you know, tell me how great the show is. And, and I was just like, wow, okay, this is what my castmates have been dealing with for <laughs> four years. I had no idea, you know, so... It's really less about a specific thing that happened and more about just my overall experience yeah. being on the show went from, went from like, nothing to a, a million, like, overnight, you know? Wow, it must be incredible. I mean, yeah, it's funny. I know in the retrospective, people, some of them talked about, yeah, they're, they're recognized, like, all over the world, you know, they're in Europe or, you know, mm-hmm. South America, and they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's through blood, it's, it's kind of, it's really, I think, penetrated our pop culture, and um, it's definitely uh, been a very interesting ride, and I mean, for me, I'm going to definitely miss the show a lot. Um, I was always gearing up every season, you know, getting ready for the new one, and what are they going to come up with this year, so it's just been, uh, it's been really fun, especially, you know, being a fan of the show, and um, you know, yeah. it's just been incredible. Well, listen, I wanted to ask you really quick about, um, i got to ask you about the following. I was so happy when I saw you, you were working with James Perfoy. What was, what was that experience like on that show? It's one of my other favorite shows. Um, well, I, I was a, a fan of the show um, already, and uh, it was really fun to get them, you know, to get an offer to go to go on it, and you know, obviously, being a show about a serial killer, I knew I, I wasn't going to last yeah. long. <laughs> um, but it was really, it was fun to um, to work with with him, and um, and he was just like really generous and 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 funny. He's got a really really good sense of humor. And uh, and we shot out in this wonderful um, location up in, like, around Bear Mountain in New York that they, the production designers were able to make look just like Arkansas, which was I thought was wow. incredible. And, uh, and it was, um, it was just really uh, a fun, quick experience. And, in the midst of me shooting it, I won an Emmy, <laughs> and then um, I had to come back because you, when I went, when you win a 
on the guests, you win the week before the primetime, and if you win, then you're a presenter during primetime Emmy. So I had to fly back to New York. I had to do a night shoot um, <laughs> and then go straight from there to the airport, you know, um, and then right. come back into town. And So it was a little chaotic, you know, yes. doing that, but it was yes. worth it because it was just cool to be on um, – you know, a t- a to play a different type of a character, and um, and I got to work with one of my classmates from Juilliard who played the Reverend, and uh, so oh yeah, no, that, so that was cool. cool. I just want to touch upon really quick the Arrest series, Darwin's series. I I am a fan of the show. I watch it. Um, how did you get involved in that? Because you, you're directing it, um, and it's pretty funny. I tell you. You're a tomato. You're a tomato. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you like it. Yeah, those are my, um, the guys who play Darwin and and Michael are, um, are college buddies of mine. We went to undergrad together. So we've known mm-hmm. each other forever. And, you know, they knew I was a director and, and they approached me and said, hey, will you help? you know, do this, you, you, would you like to direct it? And I said, yeah, I would love to, but I don't want to produce it. Like, I, I, I just want to just be a director on this. And, and that was so refreshing for me because the producing end of things is what takes up so much time and energy and right. logistics. And, um, and it was, so it was a real gift just to be the director on it. And we just laugh and have a ball and... And Chris Gerson, who plays Michael, he's also the editor. So yeah. I sit with him, and we cut together. And so it's just a really great way to to do quality work with friends. Yeah, definitely. Well, do you prefer directing over producing or writing? Um, I mean, you just mentioned, yeah, yeah. I mean, executive producing is scary because you know you have so many million. There's million moving parts to it. Is it more freeing for yeah. you to just be directing? Um, but is it more creative? I mean, creatively. You know, when you do, when you're in the indie world, a lot of times in the indie world, you do have to do it all. You have to produce yeah. and and direct as well. Um, and I, you know, so I'm I'm I like doing that. I I mean, I love I love creating content and um, being creative that way. And uh, I feel like they all, you know, just feed each other, the directing and the acting and the producing. They're all, you know, inter- they all really support each other and mm-hmm. um, and it's like exercising all of your muscles as opposed to only one muscle. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm actually friends with Jeff Burns, who just super, super, uh, what is it, super knocked up and super geeked up. Super geeked up, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I saw you on that. It was pretty cool. And um, anyway, so it, it's um, yeah. I, I watch a lot of the web series and report on them and stuff. So I'm, I, I anyway, I was happy to find yours and and uh, it's really well, great. Thanks for watching. And the rest of the season, we shot episodes uh, four through twelve. So they're, they'll be coming. Oh, good. We're sort of Netflix. I'm like we're gonna. Put them all out at once oh. in September. Awesome. I like when you do it that way. It's much better. <laughs> it goes quick. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much. And I know you're going to be at Comic-Con on the 26th. I'm very excited because I'll be there on, on site. So, oh, um, good. And lastly, let me just ask you, you know, how would you sum up your time on True Blood? 
Um, well, it changed my life. You know, it was, it's the, you know, obviously the biggest job I've ever had and the longest and, um, and so it, you know, I, we're all, we're all having withdrawal already and we yeah. finished. So <laughs> that's an indication of <laughs> how rough the next several months are probably going to be while we all transition into the next thing. But, you know, we're gypsies as, as, as actors and, and crew and everybody, you know, that's the nature of the business. So we're, I'm just grateful, yeah. you know, that, that I got this opportunity and that it was such a rewarding one. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. And um, thank My you for your work on True Blood. Yeah. Thank you. You take care. Sure. Will you? Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, that was my chat with um, Carrie Preston. She was she was so fun to talk to, and thank you, Carrie, for doing that. Um, and next week we will be talking about Episode 8. So uh, until then, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. I'm out of here. <laughs>